make us a favorite button on your browser. If you click it, you'll go to that page. TalkZone.com, your first choice for talk on the Internet. Hey, we're back. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, I really got humbled watching um, these movies. Uh, in particular, the um, they showed in this Red Dust movie with Hilary Swank, uh, set in South Africa, they showed these guys getting beaten to a pulp, and then, you know, the, the wounds and damage that they have today, and then their ability to forgive and move on. And, you know, I, I watch, you know, Americans who are in a cradle of, you know, ease compared to these people. Yeah. And, uh, how they hang on to upsets and wounds and betrayals and, you know, I mean, and these wounds and betrayals are so surface compared to, you know, being beaten to a near pulp or having your wife beaten to get you to talk. I mean, and raped and, and, you know, you have to watch while this is happening or your kid has to watch while your father is beaten to death. You know, the stuff in our, in our culture, you know, for instance, your husband goes out on you or your wife goes out on you. I mean, these are terrible things, but I mean, when you take a reality check, uh, compared to watching your father being beaten to death or et cetera, et cetera, you know, it, it's just not quite in the same ball game. And then for us in this cradle of ease that we live in here in America, to be so staunch about, I can't forgive, I'm not ever going to forgive, you hurt me, I'm betrayed, you know, I will hate you forever, all this sort of stuff that we do is embarrassing compared to these people and how they were trampled and treated and are finding in their hearts an ability to forgive. Incredible. You know, Incredible. Um, you know, I've seen so very, very, very little true poverty in the United States compared to these other countries. And, you know, we're just whining and crying about, oh, our poor poverty and should give more and basically almost turn into socialism. And basically, in this country, if people want to get work, they, they can get by. And if that's their karma to be set in life like you know, having a hard time at first, you know, if you have a hard time, stop complaining and see what you can do about it. And then, you know, that's what we're supposed to do instead of handouts everywhere to people who 90% of them aren't really in poverty. But I want to talk about the Kite Runner movie, too, because it had a lot to do with forgiveness. Yes, I just wanted to go back to the point I was making for a brief moment. You know, we need to let go of our our issues that we're so unwilling to forgive and you know it's a big it's a big deal in America right now and how important it is to forgive and it's like this new like all, all of a sudden people have figured out that it's a smart thing to do and it is a smart thing to do but don't don't stop there figure out what the lessons are underneath and look to these amazing people in Rwanda and these amazing people in South Africa that have taught us how to forgive. I mean, if, of anybody, the stuff that they've endured and they can find forgiveness, surely you can find forgiveness with what has been brought into your life. So to truly forgive, I mean, really get it to, it means you actually get free and so does the other person you're holding the grudge or judgment against. 
But it doesn't mean that you accept all, you accept everything, you tolerate everything, you go with everything. That's not the same thing as forgiveness. That's not the same thing as freedom. It's not the same thing as a democracy or rights. Because certain things, certain indecencies, certain harmful things are not meant to sort of just be, oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with that. That's simply called lack of character. So, The Kite Runner. That was another amazing movie. Uh, about forgiveness. Yeah. Beautiful show. But and Finding Courage. Finding Courage. So, I just want to make a point. is It shows how the, the cruelness of the Russian oh. Soviet Union came in and crushed on Afghanistan. And as a result of that, plus a malignancy in the Muslim religion also... You had the rampant Taliban hating and fear, uh, broadcasting fear everywhere. The Taliban, just basically animals, criminals. And then you had the tremendous base of decency and caring and right action in the Muslim group of people in, in um, Afghanistan and all throughout the Muslim. So you have the two things going on inside the same religion some go off and you know they're more prone and more uh naturally glean to hatred and judgment and then you have a lot of the muslims that are simply looking for fairness and decency and that kind of thing so this this showed that quite well i've, I've read other books talked to other people saw other movies that sort of showed the same thing so i, I wanted to bring that point out do yourself a favor do yourself a favor tonight. Take an incident that you uh, remember in your past that you are uh, unhappy about, that you've not yet forgiven, that whoever did whatever to you, it's still stuck in your cross somewhere. Whenever you think about it, it kind of rankles on you. It's like you kind of, you kind of make, uh, you kind of like have a part in you. That just never is quite at peace. It just still, it just still bugs you. So take an, take an incident like that. Sit down with yourself and start to write about it. Just start writing about that incident, what they did to you, how it all came about. Just sort of write out what happened. You know, you might in this thinking, pondering, writing, you might consider what what could have justified their point of view and so what justifies your point of view so that's one that's one angle and that's a really good angle what what on earth were they thinking why what motivated them to do that were they in some sort of pain or were they just being uh, inappropriate what could have been going through their mind when they did it but I don't want you to stop there. I want you to take this to the next level. I want you in the same free-for-all writing to pause and ask the question, I wonder how I earned this. How did I earn this? You know, sometimes if you write with your non-dominant hand, all kinds of interesting things will creep out and expose themselves to you from deep reaches within you. So you might you might want to try it. It's pretty uncomfortable, like it's difficult to do, but it's very interesting sometimes what comes out when you write in your non-dominant hand. 
But if you're even writing with your dominant hand, ask the question, what on earth did I do to earn this? And don't necessarily look into this lifetime, although you can, but get broader than that. What could I, what did I possibly do in another time, in my soul or in a past life, to have earned this experience? What is it? What did I do? Who was I? What, what are my behaviors that I earned this? And while you're in this direction, do this also. Just start to really embrace the notion that if this person hadn't done this to you, somebody else would have. Because you were slated for this experience. You were slated for it because of whatever your lessons are. You know, people confuse karma and what it is all the time. But if you switch lessons for karma, you will begin to understand it better. And and if you can go, why did I have this lesson? So it isn't just why did I have this karma? Why did I have this lesson? What it, you know, usually when we have a lesson, we have a lesson because something we've done in the past, we need to learn that that isn't the way to be. And how we do that is by having it in our face in an opposite manner so that we can say, oh, that's what it feels like to be on the other side of this. Well, gosh, I don't like that very much. Then while you're taking this through, see if you can't find a place in you where you forgive that person and also say inside of yourself, wow, whatever I did to bring this on to me, I am sorry for whatever I did, even if you don't remember what it is. Whatever I did to bring this experience to into my life, I am sorry for, for whoever I hurt in the process. Now, when you're opening doors like this, you must understand your righteousness must melt in order for you to go down this path. Righteousness cannot hold its place when you are in this move, when you are, when you are uh, telling the, telling God that you are sorry for whatever you did to bring this experience to you, you can't be righteous at the same time. What this will do is it may open the door for you actually to get a glimmer about who you were that drew this in. If you could do that, then suddenly you go, well, gosh, I want to thank this person for having done what they did to me. Because they allowed me to experience this. They allowed me to uh, learn this lesson. And now I can be free of it. And you know what? Just because they did this to you doesn't make them... Just because you had this coming doesn't make what they did right for them to do. So you must know that God will take care of them too. Just as God is taking care of you. And it will all roll into the future. I promise you that if you take the time tonight to pick one issue that just keeps rankling you somehow and take this process all the way through as we've suggested, that if you do that, you will feel inside yourself a release that's pretty precious, that will stay with you forever, and that you can then go, wow, that's cool. And then take it and do it to another one until you don't have any in you left over. Sometimes it takes a while to get underneath it. And um, there's parts of you that you have to manage to release their hold on this unfairness or vengeance or whatever. 
I want to make a point that your quality of prayer, your quality of care, your quality of honesty, your effort to solve, your quality of yearning, what that equals, what that gives you is quality and speed of solution and healing. So if you want solutions and healings of things, you need to apply the the finer qualities of prayer. It means that you really, God, please help me, show me. I don't know quite what to do. What's going on? Why does this keep happening? Your heart must be caring as much as you can muster, uh, caring to get the thing resolved. You must be honest with yourself and not lying. You must be looking for the truth. You must apply effort to solve. You know, and a lot of times it's not just you have the attitude, but then you have to, let's say, in forgiving somebody, you've got to, you know, ask ask forgiveness kind of thing. You've got to go up and ask them for forgiveness. You just don't have these things inside of you and don't do something outside. And you're yearning. These things bring the quality of healing, solution, and the quickness of that. I want to make another point that something like, uh, let's say, on an astrological level, you know, there's 365 charts that you could have kind of thing, uh, each representing the day of a year and then all the multiples within that. So let's say that one quarter of those for most mankind we simply naturally inherently get along with. Let's say about half of them we can tolerate easily and just get along. And let's say about one quarter of what's left, I mean, what's left is one quarter, is there's dissonance, dissonance and disharmony. And so we just, you know, it's just the most natural thing to just grate on each other, to just (laughs) really find it easy to judge each other, to just go, well, there they go again kind of thing. Lessons abound. (laughs) And not understand them. And so, you know, that's mixed into this life that we have, each one of us. (laughs) It's true. We get some kind of proportion like that, and that's all a part of life. You can't just throw away the one quarter that particularly grates on your particular astrological resonation. You must learn how to get along and deal with them. And if you don't, you don't get free. <laughs> You're not going to change them. <laughs> That's how that goes. You know, it's really um, something. Uh, what's happened in Rwanda? You know, Rwanda had the huge genocide massacres. I mean, it was just awful. And they did, similar to South Africa, what they did is they had the people uh, that had done, and, you know, this was blacks on blacks killing one another because they were, you know, one one sect versus another sect. And they just uh, did horrible, uh, horrible killings of one another. But, you know, after they decided to forgive and they, you know, they did. These people just stood up and said, I will forgive and move on. It's amazing uh, what forgiveness has done for their country. Today, Rwanda is an African success story. It is one of the fastest economic growth rates in the region and one of the lowest crime rates and the lowest rate of HIV AIDS and about one third of Rwanda's cabinet are female ministers and 48% of parliamentarians are women, the highest anywhere in the world according to the United Nations. 
The country is clean because of a mandatory policy that sees even government ministers participate in cleanup once a month. Plastic bags are banned. So that means everyone's got to be humble. That's right. The international business community praises Rwanda's good governance in the absence of official corruption or graft. Is that amazing? Yeah, it's wonderful. So they, What a turnaround. Yes. That is uh, the power of forgiveness, opening their hearts, reuniting as a group, and going forward as an aligned group. What an example to the world. What an example. Yes. You know, Rick Warren was uh, one of the people that went over to one of those countries and helped it turn around. Yes. The power-driven... Purpose-driven Purpose-driven. <laughs> You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. And we'll be back to finish out the hour. Mastering Ourselves co-host Keith Amber provides daily insights sent directly to your email inbox 365 days a year. These daily insights stretch your beliefs and perspectives and offer formulas for living a more fulfilling spiritual life. Here's what others are saying about the daily insights. Thank you for sending your daily insights. They've challenged, rebuked, and blessed me. And living in pursuit of wisdom and righteousness is a challenge these days. Many thanks for your wisdom and rightness in this and all of your daily insights. Now you too can receive these daily insights in your inbox for 90 days absolutely free. Check it out at www.masteringourselves.com. 